0: Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. I'm your host, Jordan Hallson, and this week we are talking about Jurassic Park and its predecessor movies. Um, so we are I've got Alicia and Micah with me again this week. Guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with me on this episode.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Okay, I've got a question for you real quick before we get into this. Which are you more excited about? The Friends episode we did twice or this one?
2: <laughs> and disclaimer, we're not doing this one twice. No, we're
0: not doing <laughs> twice
1: um i I mean i have to say equal but it's for different reasons but i'll i'll go ahead and say that regardless of friends of jurassic park i'm gonna be talking about dev goldblum
0: that's fair that's fair all right so i want to talk about you know starting back in the 90s when this first came out did you guys see this one in theater i know you guys are a little bit older than me um so like did you guys see this one in theater or was it on VHS when it when you guys first saw it where where were you guys at in life when you first saw this film In
1: 1993 I was in 3rd grade and around that time in my life personally we I was a military brat so um we moved around a lot but around this period of time we actually were living with my grandparents because we lived in Florida when Hurricane Andrew hit. And so, like, we were displaced for a couple of months while gotcha. they tried to figure out what to do with all the base people. Um, So I can recall being in Illinois, I think. But I don't think I saw it in theaters. I I recall it probably would have been for the first time, like, either on VHS or just, like, on TV. Gotcha. Micah, about you, Micah? about you?
2: I don't remember... Seeing it in the theaters. Um, I just remember being a kid and seeing it and just being like, wow, this is just crazy for, for its time. Right. Um And that was before CGI was a, a wonderful gift for filmmakers, but uh what they did in 1993 with Jurassic Park was really, really cool. But yeah, I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I remember seeing it on, you know, VHS. What's a VHS. Um Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i I wondered if i was gonna get that one um i remember seeing this film well kids now uh, are like what's a dvd those are still around though those still keep happening those with the with blu-ray and the 4k stuff it it's still there but vhs is definitely not there anymore um i i remember watching jurassic park when I was little my my dad was a youth pastor, and he would have students over and they would be like, "Hey, we're gonna watch a movie and um I think they watched the mummy quite a bit and they would watch Jurassic Park and like they didn't they didn't even care they just laughed now I was born in ninety five so this is this movie had been out by the time that I think I remember watching it. I was maybe four five six seven years old um somewhere in that ballpark and so it had been out for five ten years easy um and so for, for those kids, they were just like, they're having a good old time. They're laughing. They're enjoying. And it scared the snot out of me. And I had so many nightmares growing up. And I forced myself watching it on a car ride home from my grandparents' house. This was uh, 2004, 5, 6, somewhere in that, that uh, era. Um, we were coming home from Missouri. And uh, I remember asking, hey, can we grab Jurassic Park? And I was like, I want to watch this because I wanted to, to face my fear with it because I was like, I remember being afraid of this film. And over the years, I've, I've started to really, really enjoy this film and Jurassic World just was an amazing tribute and a, and a great stepping off point. It wasn't so much about the thriller suspension as much as it was the adventure, but it still touched on older pieces. And I, my wife and I have run through the Jurassic Park series probably once once or twice a year every year since we got married um and so she was really excited when dominion came out just recently she's like oh i gotta start the whole thing over again and so like she she ran through the whole series so she could like be ready for dominion um so so out of the jurassic park series which one is your guys's favorites
2: i i would have to go with the original um the original and um I don't know, probably the original of or the original trilogy and then meaning the first one and then um, Jurassic World
0: I felt so like the first for to, each trilogy.
2: Yeah, um, Dominion was cool is just purely for the the fact that they brought them all together, like, you know, both sets of characters. I wish Samuel Jackson would have been able to show up, but he, he died in the first movie, so I don't know how that would have been possible. Um, It's not like Marvel or Star Wars where they can just keep bringing people back. Um, yeah, I, I probably have to go with the first one of either series. So Alicia, are you still with us? Can you hear me? Yep.
1: Okay. Well, I can't hear you. So that's great. Great. Um, I mean, I'm going to be faithful to the original. Um, I don't even know that out of like the second group, if I could pick a favorite in the the, the last three. Um, I just, I love the original and I don't know if it's just, and it could be nostalgic. Um, it could just be because it's so hard to beat. I mean, the way that they told the story, some of the, some of the one-liners, I mean, honestly, like I, I still talk about the one-liners, like um, Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. Like I just, it's one of those things that I've always, it's been one of my favorite movies. Like, it's probably top five for me. Um, so, I'm going to be faithful to the original.
2: Well, and to be fair, too, like, we've not seen the new ones more than maybe a handful of times each. Like, we've seen the. Gotcha. Where like, you
0: grew up watching the originals.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen Jurassic World. Two or three times I've seen Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, maybe twice, and we've watched Dominion one other time since, and we saw it in the theaters. So we rewatched it before we were going to talk, on, you know, on today's episode. But like, you know, I've seen Jurassic Park a thousand times. So like, now, you know, The Lost World was kind of a dumpster fire, and then Jurassic Park three was even worse. So like,
0: <laughs> the to- the talking Velociraptor didn't get you. You no. didn't enjoy that. No. I, you know, I was talking about this before, uh, before we even started. I think that the big problem that we f- we face with the Lost World and then Jurassic Park three is that the first one was such a hit because it's based off a book, and that book was so well received and it, it did really well all the way around. And then they forced a second book to be made, and it wasn't created the same way. And it's when when you're forcing content. You're going to start to lack the the love and respect that it's going to get. If you if you look at the Harry Potter series, I think that, you know, some of those books lack more than others, but they were all created with a purpose. She knew what she was doing one through four and then said, OK, that's my starting point. I need to continue and finish this story. But I, I like she wrote them backwards, four, three, two, one, and, and had like your middle was where she started. And then she went back and did four or five, six, seven kind of this whole Star Wars all messed up kind of thing. But then you look at Michael Crichton who did Jurassic Park. That book was stellar. And I know that you guys haven't read it yet, but it's one of my favorites. I love that book. Um, I've read it a couple of times. And I think that when you go in and you see, hey, we're forcing a second book to be made, it's not, the material's not as good. Um, the, he wrote it and moved on. Um, and that that's kind of where he was at. And then he got this amazing deal. Hey, we're going to make a movie oh, we want to make a franchise out of this. And they were like, you need to create another book so we have more material. And they they took it in the wrong step where I think Jurassic World series fixed that and said, okay, we're going to base it off these characters, but we're going to cre- create this amazing script. We're going to pay nods to the original. We're going to do what the original wanted to do on paper, but never was able to to make happen because of Ned, um, the 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 guy who goes and takes the the cream the shaving cream can and all that i'm like i i I think those were great so you were talking about dominion and i want to know what did you guys think about the story that that one specifically told because that's the that's a pinnacle point between the original trilogy and the newer trilogy and it brings everybody together what did you think about the movie as a whole where did you do do you think that it could have improved in any ways and how so just give me your guys thoughts
1: Overall, I liked it. I do think that, I'm going to be a little critical, Um, I think that they did try a little too hard to do nods to the original a lot throughout the film. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, I think that when they did it, it was good, but it got to a point where they were just doing it so much, and it's like, ugh. I wish that they would just embrace being it's own movie rather than feeling like they have to constantly refer back to, I think when it got to the point where they were, they were in that, I don't, it's, it was like this thing in the middle of a the field, they were trying to climb up to get to it. And the the bars fell. And oh, the they were house. trying to, yeah. Like they were trying to hold on and, um, not get eaten by a dinosaur and I'm like that just like for me that's when I when I hit my limit I was like that was just too much like it wasn't really necessary for the story to make sense um but overall I liked Jimmy I think they did a good job you know talking about the Maisie Lockwood stuff and trying to help her figure out who she was um I like the dinosaurs I mean I don't I've always just loved dinosaurs. And I don't know if that's because I have an older brother who was obsessed with them. Um, That could be part of it. But I mean, I love the overall story that they told.
0: Did you think that the bugs were a necessary piece to the story?
1: We talked about that. Mike and I talked about this the other day. I think it was a good way for them to get a hook because they had to do something to point fingers at that company, right? Like they had to bring a hook in to do that Um, I thought it was clever that they talked about how they started using DNA that was like really old and there's no way that that would actually be um, a a modern day, if you will, um, insect. Could they have maybe gone a different direction and not done the insects? Probably. Um, But I'm I'm also not creative enough to like think of, oh, well, it would have been been better if they did this. Because I think they were just trying not to redo the park again. Because that's been done at this point five times. Where they've gone back to the park. So I think part of them was trying to to draw it out of being at the park again.
0: I think that when you look at like the second Jurassic World movie, I think they tried really hard to get away from the park. Because they, they put it at the Lockwood Estate. Um, and I, one of the things that I, I think are, are really, really cool, and I would love to see a Batman movie like this, um is if you look at dread this was uh uh what was his name i i forget what his name is um he's in the boys he's in uh thor ragnarok he was the guy with the guns who took over heimdall spot
2: oh he's in lord of the rings too
0: yeah so i forget what that guy's name is but there there's this piece that in dread it takes place in one building the entire movie is in one building uh, where this one, like the main portion of the story was in one building. And I'm like, Oh, that that's a cool way to handle it. Is that you're on one estate? Like you're not in a, like a whole Island. You're, you're locked into one spot and then everything got freed. I struggled with the bugs. Cause I'm like, it didn't feel like it felt like there could have been something way cooler done with it. Like the whole, the whole dinosaur trafficking. I thought that was cool. Um, I felt like it was not pushed on as hard as it could have been, especially in a world where we're living in human trafficking and animal trafficking and like different species are are being traveled and and relocated. I mean, we're, we're seeing crazy amounts of stuff happening in our world today. And I just sit back. I'm like, you could have really mirrored that a lot harder than you did. Um, And it just, it felt like that movie was all over the place for me. I, I just felt like dominion was all over the place. What were your thoughts, Micah?
2: Um, I, I would agree a lot with what Alicia said because like I just there's only so much you can do like the original was so iconic um, and they tried to recreate and try to reinvent the wheel and then didn't do it and then they tried to do it again and then it was just all over the place and like Jordan with what you're saying like I could have done without the bugs I could have done without that whole piece of it Um I think they could have told more of the story, uh, with with Blues Baby, like oh, they, yeah. could, they could have went somewhere with that instead of the the with the bugs. Um, I thought the realism to it was kind of re- weird, like how they try to like the first thing you see in the movie is the news and like how they're trying to t- you know tell the story of what's going on in the world and kind of like giving it that sense of realism without it you know, because it's, it's dinosaurs. And we know that like at this point, like in our life in the world that we live in, like, it's not that that's not a reality that we live in. And so they were trying to make it as real as possible without doing. So if that makes sense, but like, for me, it was all over the, it felt like, okay, we've already made two Jurassic world movies. And by the end of this movie, we're going to tie in the original trilogy and most of those characters with the new trilogy and all of those characters. And then we're going to end the movie very, very close to the very original. And, like, everybody's just going to live happily ever after. And it just seems like it was like, well, this is dumb. Why did why did I just waste two hours and 40 minutes of my life watching this if I knew that it was going to be very, very close to the ending of what the first one turned out to be? So um, there were some things I liked. Some of the scenes were very, very cool. And Alicia and I um, rewatched it um, last weekend. And the girl that played Kayla Watts, like, she is just – that was my pilot, favorite, right? Yep, that was my favorite character in that whole movie. He
1: was the best, like, it the some of the perfectly delivered one liners, just it. She was probably my
0: favorite, yeah. So and I've um, heard that Jurassic World Dominion is not the final in the uh, series of Jurassic Parks, that they are um, going to end it there with that trilogy, but they might end up going forward and doing like hang out for a few years before they go into it again but then they might do where the whole world is is truly Jurassic again
2: well and, and have it, to
0: navigate some of that
2: like what if she was the granddaughter or samuel jackson's character or something like that and that's where i thought that they oh, were going to go with it. it and like i was waiting for a hang on to your butts line i told at that in the theater when we saw it. she like, did
1: deliver a similar one though yeah i can't remember what it is right now but
2: and then um michael cuccino you know, iconic film score writer. He wrote the Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. He wrote, um, the new Batman film score. He wrote all three Jurassic world film scores. Of course, John Williams, you know, the, the amazing John Williams did the first three. Um, but like, you know, he, he did such a good nod to to John Williams, uh, film score. Um, but making it his own. And so that these film scores are really, really good as well. Um,
0: I, I think get, that is what what helps us as the audience because I'm not a huge film score guy the way that you are. Um, I mean, I appreciate it. I think that that these guys crush it, but I don't I don't know that world like that's not my my expertise. And for you to say, hey, like this guy is not like I for some reason I thought John Williams did these, and I'm like, to to be able to to replicate what was done but still make it unique to that film. I think that's awesome. And so mad props to that guy.
2: Well, and you know, he, I think I I was talking to a guy at work today about it. He's our IT director and he, he's been a, he was a band director for 20 years before coming to Miami and working in our IT department and has a love for music. And, you know, he was like, you got to think of guys like Hans Zimmer and John Williams and some other really, really famous film score composers, Danny Elfman. And like, think of the people that sit underneath them right, like sit in that same studio and learn from them and learn all the great trades of, of writing and, and film score composing and, like, then they become, you know, their own film score composer. And so he told me today, he was like, man, you can't tell me that people like Michael Gacino, who wrote this this film score, didn't just sit there under John Williams because, listen, he wrote three Jurassic Park film scores after John Williams wrote the original three. So he wrote the three Jurassic World's. Michael Cachino also wrote Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Guess who wrote Star Wars? John, John Williams. Williams. Like so, like there's these, he knows what
0: he's doing. Yes.
2: Yeah. So there's these connections where you know I'm I'm sure he sat down with John Williams and I'm sure he's got John Williams' blessing and I'm sure John Williams is like, well, what if you did this or what if you did that and like it would still sound like this, but it would still be yours and you know when John
0: Williams is on speed dial.
2: Yes, like. <laughs> Uh, A good friend of mine, Steve, he's a film score composer in California on the West Coast and he writes stuff for Adult Swim and he's written stuff for the Apple TV Network and he actually did an internship with Hans Zimmer. It'd be cool to have him on the show sometime um, and talk about it. He actually has apparently he's in uh, the credits for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He did like he, he did a sound effect, a single note, single sound effect for Captain America, the Winter Soldier and like
0: but like, Do you know which one it is, because like I know this is not on Jurassic World at all, but I'm just like really curious. Do you know what it is? You're no, just nerdy I'm, now because it's Captain America. Yeah.
2: I'm no. So well, but but what I'm saying though is like he would have never probably had that experience if he didn't you know work with Hans Zimmer.
0: Yeah. Back no, to the it's, Michael
2: Gacino sitting with John Williams and you know.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's these guys. They they composed our childhood and they're composing our young adulthood, and these guys are are. I, I've been watching this show, uh, The uh, Light and Magic. It's it's a documentary series on Star Wars and, and how these guys learned the trade and then passed on the information so that the next generation could take their place. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, Micah, of how sometimes that doesn't happen, but it's cool to see when it does happen. And it's cool to see that, hey, Michael Cucino can come in and write these amazing scores for Jurassic World because he was trained, whether it was on purpose or by accident, he got trained by by John Williams.
2: Um, well like directly, indirectly, whatever. He also wrote uh the Tom Holland Spider Man trilogy. And like there's stuff like in No Way Home that you heard from Spider Man too, especially with Danny Elfman wrote. Like you can't tell me that he didn't study Danny Elfman. Well,
1: you almost have to too, because yeah. you want to make sure that there's for the people like us that really kind of connect with those film scores, that there's something for them to connect with and say, Oh, this is this is familiar because we hear those things when they happen. It's so different than looking at something that John Williams composed in one movie and it kind of sounds like another. That's just kind of his fingerprint. Like you look at some of the Indiana Jones stuff in Home Alone. Like you hear those tones in you
0: hit, you hit other the right note at the right time and you're like, Oh, hey, mm-hmm. I know who this is. Well, and you said something about that connectivity piece. Like you even we were talking about on the She Hulk episode, like you heard Loki in the courtroom. Right. And it's like, you, you recognize those. So it's, it's really cool to see that. So I'm going to bring well, us and back And we heard to, like
1: some of the X-Men stuff in Ms. Marvel too. So like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those, those awesome moments. So I'm going to bring us back to Jurassic World though. Cause we're. You we sure you don't want to do a podcast on
2: film scoring right now?
0: Listen, we, we, we'll get there. We'll invite <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Um, But, but bringing us back, who was your favorite character when it came to the full series? Out of all six films, like who was your favorite character or characters? Because it, it could be multiples. Um, who who is your favorite when they would walk on screen? You're just like, Yeah, like, how about who, even who, better? Like,
2: how about an even better question? Let's let's play guess each other's because Alicia's got a. I mean,
1: <laughs> you, you guys are gonna know mine. I already gave it away.
0: <laughs> I'd like to take the first guess. Uh, Jeff Goldblum,
2: <laughs> I'll take Jeff Goldblum for a thousand, please.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: ding, 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 guys. I don't know, he is. I don't know if it's just because
0: he's such a weirdo. Like, no, it's because I, he was shirtless and did the whole like when when he was in that spot. No, that had, had, had nothing opened.
1: to do with it. Come on, listen. I know I'm a I know I'm a lady, but come on. No, like honestly, every I I just I love Jeff Goldblum. He's just he's so hysterical. Like in the Friends episodes, we talked about that. He was one of my favorite cameos. He's just such a oh, and I, I think it is just because he's such a weirdo
0: he's so he's always funny
1: absolutely like he's always he's always somebody interesting like he's never this boring character even in Thor ragnarok like he's just such an interesting character it's just i don't know like he's just the fact that they let
0: him ad-lib his own music because he's a musician and like he just started playing like just randomly (laughs) like i want i want to know how much did they let him ad-lib in jurassic park when he was first there because he's he shown I mean, up the most out of any of the characters. He's mm-hmm. been in four four was, of the six movies.
2: He was in what, one, three, Jurassic World,
0: and. No, no, no. He was in one two, one, two. He was, he was one, he's two in three. three. He's not in he was three. in the original, wasn't he? He's oh, in like three. That. No, no, no. He's not in three because. He is two and three. I just saw a picture. I promise you, he's not in three. Okay, maybe because he's not they, in three. He, he, because here, here's what happened the first movie that you had the original three. Then the second movie, it was just Jeff Goldblum. Then you had the other two in three. You're right. He he wasn't there. And then Jurassic World, no one was there. And then he shows back up for the Lost... Or what was the the Fallen Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom. And then they all show up for Dominion. Dominion. You're yeah. right. I
1: mean, even like Independence Day, like he's my favorite character Oh, in yeah. oh my Day. gosh, it's... I mean, again, he's just such a good, like, he's such a good actor. and He is oh, always so qu- super quirky and everything. Like if he's in a movie, he's probably going to be my favorite.
0: Mm, that's Jeff, fair. Jeff Goldblum for a thousand. All right. Let's go for Micah. Where where are we sitting with Micah?
2: I don't know. I I really like the, the Kayla Watts character in, in Dominion. And I know that's like, that's almost like heresy. You're not supposed
0: to guess yourself.
2: No, I mean, like, it's heresy almost, right? Because, like, she's only she's been not, in this one. Yeah, she's only been in one of the six. But, like, and it's fresh off the memory, but, like, I'd go with her. Um, and not to, to say Jeff Goldblum, because, you know, my wife just said that. Um,
1: Listen, can he can be everybody's favorite. favorite. It's fine.
2: I think I'll go with... Um, Why can't I think right now? Ah. Give us a hint.
1: What color is their
2: hair? Colors their hair? Oh my gosh. I'm looking at the cast from the first one. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the cast from The Lost World. And I guess I didn't realize that Vince Vaughn was
1: in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's been so long since I've seen that. That's crazy. Um, it
1: probably would have been one of his first roles.
2: I think I'll go with Grant. Because I feel like I would be sort of like Grant. Because I just, I you know, I was
0: gonna guess Sam Neal. I I thought that the, the ad, or Alan Grant was probably gonna be your favorite.
2: I feel like I would go with Grant just because I feel like I would relate to him the most, and I think that I would just, um, like he's he, he's very smart, but he's reserved. I think that not that I'm smart, but I think I'm more reserved <laughs> in that respect. Just like just how he 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 just wants to mind his own business and he wants to do his own thing and he wants to just kind of live his life and. He left alone and kind of make his discoveries and kind of what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> what about you, Jordan?
0: Are you going to take a guess or?
2: John Williams.
0: <laughs> yes. Yep, uh, that's Ma- it. Michael, get to Woo. Now. Dr. Wu? <laughs> you- no, I'm actually <laughs> going
1: to guess. Um, let me find the character name. Owen Grady.
0: Actually, you were right with the first one. I I I love Wu because he keeps showing up, and I love how mm-hmm. terrible they've written his character by the end. Because it's like, you, yeah. what? <laughs> what did you do to him? <laughs> but no, I I I love seeing him solely because we watched Law and Order growing up. That was that was one, and to see him continually come back, um, because he was in, he was in four of the four of the six movies as well. He was in the first one. And then all of the Jurassic World films. Um, I love. I love Wu, Um, but if I was gonna go a main character, Alicia, you are right. Um, I love Chris Pratt's Owen Grady. I think that I like Star the- Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um or uh what what's his, his Lego movie name? He was he was the main guy in Lego movie as well. Um, I no, I just, I think Chris Pratt, just to have him be the adventurer, I like the Jurassic World movies more than I like Jurassic Park for the sole purpose that I'm not a thriller kind of guy and to have that action adventure to still have the dinosaurs that, Hey, there's that sense of like a little bit of keeping you on your, your edge of your seat, but you're not at this point of, it's going to scare this not out of you. Like it wasn't a scary do you, film.
1: Do you think you feel like that because of the, like the perspective that you had as a kid?
0: I, th- like it, I think that i think that i think that's the sole piece is yeah. that it, it these ones didn't scare me because in 2015 i was I was 20 years old yeah. so versus like being a 10 or younger year old kid um so yeah I, I would agree there I think that maybe it's just a perspective of you know and, and I can't do anything about that because that's what happened in life um but i just i i think that that owen I just I really like him on a motorcycle I like when guys are on motorcycles and like they're just like in the speed chases, like he was on a motorcycle in the first Jurassic world. Was he in fallen kingdom on a motorcycle at all? They were, they were at the mansion most of the time. So I don't think he had an opportunity for that, but then like in dominion, when he's like riding through like the Italian place and like, he's like getting chased by the Velociraptor adjacent species. And like, he's like on the, the motor, like those are so cool. I love those moments. Um, I think, I think a motorcycle, make things all the more fun that's why i like ghost rider um but no i just i think that you know jurassic park is just different and i think that it was the right step in the right directions for that first movie and the jurassic world and the the even the fallen kingdom i think were both really good movies i think dominion like you said earlier alicia i think it just tried to make too many nods to the old movies they there were too many moments i mean when uh when the is it um dodson dodgson something like that the guy the 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 guy the bad guy in uh dominion when he has the can the the shaving cream can i'm like how did you get that like that would have been lost on the island nobody yeah. would have even known about it like no like it's just
1: like they just went it, it's like i i'm i i'm a little bit of a creative person you can see right here that this is something my great my great grandmother painted wow but i always when when i paint stuff like I always go a step too far. Like, I feel like I should stop. And I'm like, oh, just one more. And it's always too much. Like, that's that's what I feel like they did. They just, they wanted, there should have been a cap on, you can make like four or five nods to the original and then you're done. Like, you can't overdo this.
0: I don't think that's just a Jurassic World Dominion problem because we're seeing a lot of like reboots and a lot of like, we're bringing people back, we're bringing things back in the, and we're, we're hitting on what worked in the past like, if, if you try to remake The Office, it's not going to work today for the sole purpose that, that, like, even though it's it's been off the air for maybe 10 years, if that, um, it, it's just, it, it can't work. The the comedy is outdated. There's too many pieces. Now, we can enjoy it because we lived it, but, like, all the kids that are in high school and junior high and 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 younger, they will never truly appreciate The Office the same way that we did because we understood some of the references. We understand some of the jokes. Because when you go in and see these, and I I just, yeah, I just, I sit back. I'm like, I don't know if we'll be there. So um, as we kind of start to, to head towards a close with this, what changes would you have made in the Jurassic Park series if you could have made any type of changes? Whether you're nixing a movie, whether you're making a couple subtle changes, what would you do? Let's start with Micah because I see the hand raised.
2: I would have not made two and three. Okay. Because it, because it's rare. Even if you do a trilogy or a sequel, it's rare that they're ever going to be as good as the first one. True. Um, there's there's very few occasions uh, in film, you know, the films that we've watched and grown up with. Like, I think uh, Back to the Future is the exception the original star Wars trilogy is the, you know, the exception. Yeah. Empire strikes Uh, back.
0: I think was a great addition.
2: Yeah. Empire strikes back to, you know, into return of the Jedi. You know, you can't, you can't ever do that again. In my opinion, um, back to the future. Uh, there, there's just rare exceptions where the exception to the rule is, you know, there's, there's really good stories that can be told without, you know, when you're writing, you can continue to, you know, when you hit that story and as something, you know, amazing. There's, it's, it's just a rare circumstance where, like, okay, you've struck gold, and you know, there's more that's going to come from that. So, like, um, yeah. So with Jurassic Park, I think the first one is just so iconic. I think they were, they thought that they struck lightning, and they could have got more out of it. And, and I think Jordan, with what you mentioned with the books, like. It, it was just not needed, right? So, like, same thing with, like, the the Jurassic World series. If they could have just made the Jurassic World, and, like, my friend Rich, who we did the Force Awakens episode, on, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago here on Nerd Talk with, um, he told me when uh, the trailer dropped for Dominion, he was like, they should have just left it well enough alone and just done Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and just left... The other four movies out of the equation, you'd have had two different movies, two different stories, and you have been done with it. Alicia, what would you change, and why?
1: I would not have killed Samuel L. Jackson. It's the big one. Okay. The second one is I think there was a missed opportunity between the first trilogy and the second trilogy. The what kid would that in, have been? In the very first episode, there is a kid who I think he's like his. He's listed as like volunteer kid or something in the first movie where Alan Grant kind of goes into detail about what the velociraptors do when they're hunting.
0: Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the Owen Grady theory. Yes. aren't you? That, <laughs> that
1: was such a missed opportunity for it not to be Owen Grady, like 100% missed opportunity for them to not and honestly like they could have gone the entire time and just made the connection in dominion
0: and it would have been perfect Yeah, i, w- I was gonna say you don't even have to make that in jurassic world you could have yeah. made that in dominion when they meet up yeah and he could have been like you don't remember me but i've met you in utah back in 90 90- and er, that's because
1: honestly like it would explain the fascination with the velociraptors the connection that he has like it would have been the absolute perfect thing to do. And it was such a missed opportunity on their
0: part. That's fair. Yeah. I, I I like that change. Good, good call. I think the, uh, the thing that I would, I would probably change. I think that I would have made more connections from Jurassic world to the lost, uh, the lost world. I think they, they, they missed opportunities because they kept going back to the original island where there's a second island and they never talk about it. And there's a whole set of dinosaurs. I'm like, you're basically not acknowledging two and three, but those, those movies do exist. Um, that's like going to Star Wars and saying, well, the prequels don't matter. No, the prequels do matter whether you like them or not because they help set up a bigger story and, a, and it gives the backlog to who Darth Vader is, um, why we have certain pieces. And I just I think that that's the Clone one Wars, of those, yeah. I mean, there there's even that subtle nod where he's like, "Your father was a general in the Clone Wars, and I fought beside him in the Clone Wars." Um, that's in Episode Four. It's like you have no idea what that means. You're just like, "Okay, cool." And then many years later, the Clone Attack of the Clones comes out, and yeah, that's just kind of where I sit with it. So, um, well, I guess our time is is over so we're going to have to close out here and um, I hate hate doing that but uh, guys thank you so much for joining me I appreciate all that you guys have said and, and your thoughts on this but uh, if you are following us uh, through our, our TikTok or our Facebook we definitely want you guys to keep checking things out um, go hit us up that way um, and we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.